0: Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer.
1: And I'm Jake Sherman.
0: And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by
1: Punchbowl News.
0: It's Friday, February 18th, 2022. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, where things stand for Chuck Schumer and Mitch McConnell. Number two, Kevin McCarthy's latest stand against Liz Cheney. And number three, a huddle in the U.S.-China bill. All right, Jake, let's get into it. Uh, Washington staved off a government funding uh, crisis funding the government until march 11th so the senate is now gone from dc until f- february 28th when president joe biden will give his first state of the union address the following day uh it's been an interesting a week a couple of weeks for leaders and as we often do we thought it might be operative uh this morning to take a look at the two leaders in the senate chuck schumer and mitch mcconnell and where things stand for them
1: yeah so I, let's let's just start at the top i mean, Schumer. Um, had a massive letdown uh in the la- many massive letdowns in the last couple months right he had the Voting rights battle, which he um, he, was—he—he didn't get voting rights through. He didn't get the Build Back Better Act through, and now he has a bunch of opportunities. The retirement of uh, Stephen Breyer has given him the opportunity to rally their base and to um, confirm the first black woman to to the Supreme Court. This is something that you know. Listen, obviously Schumer's not going to choose the Supreme Court nominee, but he's going to usher her through. And you know, he just got—he just got nominated for another term by the Democratic Party of New York um to be senator so all those uh, um uh you know maybe AOC is going to challenge him things are probably a little bit overblown um you know the, the i would say that there's just it's been a mixed bag for Schumer and it will continue to be a mixed bag for him i mean nothing is all good or all bad for every for anybody um uh he, he he's trying to move a major postal service reform bill. He's um he has quite frankly a, a a mostly unified Democratic Party. The only person that's dumping on him publicly is Bernie Sanders, nothing new there. But I, I would say this. I mean, this week, and we don't have to get into everything we get into in the newsletter here, but I, I just want to say something about this week. Um they were not able to agree on a Russia sanctions bill. Um, uh, that's, that was a huge defeat for Democrats. They, um, the, the passage of this continuing resolution that funds the government for, uh, a whopping 21 days was a bit of a mess. Um, uh, it was just, it was frantic. It was, uh, disjointed in my estimation. And it was, um, a lot of people were frustrated by it. Uh, on top of that, congress and 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 Schumer leads the Senate. so let's let's just be clear about that. Um Congress is has done nothing, nothing, absolutely nothing on sanctions, even though Russia has, you know, a hundred thousand hundred fifty hundred thirty thousand whatever it is troops on the border with Ukraine. I mean, they tried to get a sanctions package. It didn't work um sarah bloom raskin president biden's nominee to be vice chair of the fed is stuck in the banking committee with no real prospect of getting out so all that said i mean and that by the way that is a if you want to talk about something that's going to keep democrats up at night it's it's that it's that there's a supreme court nominee that republicans somehow boycott and don't get out of the senate uh, uh uh judiciary committee so that's our view on Schumer. Anna, what do you think about, uh, I mean, what's your view on it?
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think you you sum it up really nicely, here, right? It's fits and starts. There's, you know, he's kind of just slogging it out day in and day out. Uh, there isn't a trajectory of a bunch of wins, you know, under his belt. I, I do think kind of the overarching you know kind of thing for Schumer when you look back at the last month I mean man voting rate seems like it was years ago you <laughs> know just there's been so many things that they're get, they're kind of up against you really realize this kind of overall sense of the Biden agenda is stalled Schumer is the, the top leader in the Senate and how difficult it truly is to legislate and make deals and get things done not just do the work you have to do which is you know funding the government um and and kind of it, it's he's getting it done but it sometimes it really doesn't feel very graceful
1: no but i you know i i oftentimes think about this and i might as well say it if i think about it um <laughs> uh we can't judge congressional leaders anymore as we used to judge harry reed and uh nancy pelosi in 2009 2010 like that's just not where congressional politics is today like there are no strings of victories you know things are stupid <laughs> you know what i mean like like all
0: right well you heard it here first no but you know what i
1: mean like yes. this week i mean this week's a perfect example then we can move on to mcconnell republicans were blocking the the continuing resolution because of some idea that the government was trying to hand out crack pipes to people uh as part of the government funding bill um the, the, the administration said in a letter to to senators uh, in a statement, something like that, that they're not going to hand out crack pipes to, to to people as part of this funding bill that they don't have plans to. That's not their intent. um Yet this kind of carried on It carried on until last night. Pretty late. I mean, I think six o'clock or something like that. So. You know, it's just like things are are. That's where things are on Capitol Hill. I mean, it's just things get really, you know, they just get weird. <laughs> I don't know how else to put it. They get weird.
0: It certainly is. It's it's the, the times we live in. Let's go to Mitch McConnell because you know he's always. I think one that whenever we talk to people, they're endlessly fascinated by trying to understand his motivations, trying to, trying to understand what he's going to do. Um, and the past, you know. If you look back kind of from the start of this year, you know, obviously, we I think I can say for both of us I think that Mitch McConnell's a very, very strategic person. And he's had a couple of fights here recently that I think are notable to to just like kind of run through, right? Whether it's, you know, truly, you know, picking this fight with the RNC over its resolution censoring Representatives Liz Cheney and Adam Kingsinger, uh, whether it's kind of being scornful of, you know, people saying you know saying that that uh, the January 6th insurrection was, you know, a legitimate political discourse. I mean, he is punching up at Trump quite a bit, uh, you know, and, and maybe he feels like he has to, I'm not sure. But it's certainly I think when you look at what he's trying to do and what he's facing with recruitment and fundraising and all kinds of things, uh, it is notable to just to look back and at how he is uh, deciding to kind of pick his shots here and isn't afraid, as so many Republicans are, to differ with Donald Trump.
1: Yeah, in the Senate, I'd say he just has a different climate than Kevin McCarthy has. We'll talk about McCarthy in a minute here, but you know he went out of his way to criticize you know the the RNC on January 6th quite clearly that was a big uh, that was a big thing for him um he wants to show that he's aligned with kind of the more establishment forces and and it's not really establishment i mean January 6th was a violent attack on the Capitol. it was not legitimate political discourse it was a, it was a disaster so um I, I think that's how he's lining up. You know, McConnell's been a little, he, he's had some recruiting failures. I mean, let's just say that about him. He's not been able to get Doug Ducey into the Arizona Senate race. He's not been able to get Larry Hogan into the Maryland governor's race, despite, you know, personal appeals and and appeals by his wife, I believe even, uh, to to Hogan's wife. Um, but listen, I mean, I, 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 we were talking to a, a prominent Republican senator the other day who was making the point that like, don't overthink it right republicans are are heading for a good year and mitch mcconnell should not will should be the majority leader come next year we don't know that that's how they view it um and it's not it's not a crazy theory but i mean chuck schumer can make an equally compelling argument so that's where we are with uh with mitch mcconnell
0: all right let's to the number two story of the morning kevin mccarthy Making moves, Jake. Always interesting. Uh, Never a dull moment on Capitol Hill. Uh, While we are clearly focused on what was happening in the Senate, uh, we did want to mention House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy's endorsement of Harriet Hageman, Representative Liz Cheney's primary opponent. Not often do you see Republican leaders deciding to, or Democratic leaders for that matter, uh, deciding to endorse a challenger to an incumbent uh, of their party.
1: Yes, um, Kevin McCarthy and Liz Cheney hate each other, so let's just, let's just start with that, um, McCarthy endorsed Doris gave it to the Federalist, a conservative, um, conservative news outlet, um, uh, listen, this is, he had to do this, I mean, his, McCarthy's only goal is to be, uh, the majority, is to be the speaker, not the majority, leader of the speaker, come, um, January 2023, and, and that's his only, that's his only goal, and, um, if he did nothing on Cheney, I mean, he's he's kind of protected her from being booted out of the House Republican conference. He has said privately to people she's going to lose. Just let her lose, like leave her alone. Um, but if he didn't do anything, he could open himself up to criticism that he was kind of saving her and and whatever. I mean. This is not completely unheard of, though. I mean, Cheney endorsed Tom Massey's primary opponent just a couple years ago at Trump's behest. Now McCarthy is endorsing Cheney's primary opponent at Trump's behest as well. So um, McCarthy had to do this as kind of unseemly as it seems and how, how as gross as it might seem to traditionalists, um, but he's getting cheers uh, from the right. And um and uh listen Hageman the conventional wisdom among Republicans is that Hageman beats Cheney Cheney has way more money um way way more money <laughs> um than than Hageman does but I but you know this is this is just another chapter and the house is changing and although again we've seen a lot of a lot of this over the years um leadership yeah. kind of, putting their finger on this on the scale maybe not a lot but a, 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 some of some of this over the years yeah so- I mean McCarthy looking out for McCarthy and yep. wanting to become the next speaker right I yes ma'am. as long as you look at
0: everything he does through that lens it makes a lot of sense. All right, let's move on to the number three story of the morning. We're going to do a, there was a quick semiconductor chips huddle. We spoke with uh, Commerce Secretary Gina Raimondo earlier this week uh, at a live interview. Our first editorial in-person event of the year was great. Uh, And she mentioned in that uh, interview how much she was continuing to really you know, kind of meet directly with, talk directly with both Republicans and Democrats to try to get a deal on this uh, domestic this bill that's supposed to spur domestic semiconductor chip production and combat the rise of China's high-tech industry. Uh, she made good on those words, uh, speaking with you know, both the Republican and Democratic leaders on this bill.
1: Yes. Maria Cantwell of Washington and Roger Wicker of Mississippi, the two top lawmakers on Senate commerce and P- Frank Pallone and Kathy McMorris Rogers, the two top lawmakers on energy and commerce. They have primary jurisdiction over huge parts of this. I mean, this was not a negotiating session. Um and uh, uh, but it's notable to, to to point out that they are kind of all over. Ramondo is working this overtime. I know I know that we are like we are spending a lot of time talking about this. That's because our readership and the Hill, uh, our, our readership, I should say, both downtown and on the Hill. Are, is, it, this is huge impacts for for you know industry for politics i mean this is a a big 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 gigantic priority of the biden administration and of industry so um uh notable that that Raimondo's working this kind of overtime ahead of the congressional recess
0: absolutely all right and with that we will let you go thank you so much for listening to the daily punch share about us tell people that's the best way to for folks to find out about us Please, if you don't, you can always subscribe to Punchbowl News at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.